This is the Italian Real Estate Podcast, here to help you with the ins and outs and basics of Italian real estate presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Italian Real Estate Podcast presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Of course, we are back here again with Italian attorney Marco Permoni. And hello there and welcome back. How are you doing? Thank you. Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. And today, actually, we wanted to talk about something maybe not necessarily directly related to real estate per se, but maybe more about living in Italy. Because on a recent video with your cousin Andrea Permunian, we got a comment from a subscriber, Cheryl H. And uh, she says that she's currently a client of ICA, Italian Real Estate Lawyer's sister company. And if it's possible, she was asking us to discuss maybe some of the best places to live in Italy based on safety, crime rates, uh, cost of living, as well as conveniences such as stores, bars, schools, etc. So I think it might be an interesting discussion to have to go into maybe some insights that we both have just from living in Italy and life in Italy. And I don't think even necessarily the necessity of getting into some of the details of the statistics is really so important, but maybe I guess the best place to start would be if you were looking for a place to buy in Italy, and you were thinking that you wanted to make a life there for yourself, what would maybe be the, the top three things that you would look for in a city or a town? I personally would choose a town, not a major city, maybe not too far from a major city. I know a lot of Americans, they seem to be liking very much Tuscany, which I also happen to like. Uh, very much, um, where there can be medium or small-sized um, villages, but maybe not too far from major cities like Florence or Siena, where you can have, you can be in the countryside, so a place that can be really beautiful, but at the same time, um, you can be close to an airport, for example, um, if you have to travel back to your country and um, in these small villages of course um, maybe you don't really have everything you need in terms of uh, maybe stores maybe there's not a big supermarket there is only the small one in town but maybe Italy is not big so you can easily travel especially um, for for an American uh, Italy can look quite small it's approximately the same size as California and um, you can travel easily to another major town close by to get groceries, for example. But um, what I like about small villages is that um, the crime rate is almost non-existent. We can talk about this in a second, but I believe that the crime rate in Italy is, in general, much lower than the crime rate of other countries. Um, so the, I'd like to tranquility, I should say. Uh, so if you want to enjoy your life in Italy, if you want to adopt an Italian lifestyle, dive into the Italian lifestyle, I would choose like a, maybe a small village in Tuscany. Um, but at the same time, you can, be, you can be in the countryside close to the sea and close to another major city that you can use to travel anywhere else in Italy or even in Europe by train or by plane. 
I think you actually just touched on a really interesting like little tidbit that maybe we should explore a little bit more. And that's about what you're looking for here in Italy. Are you looking for that Tuscan village or are you looking for city life? And so maybe why is it for you that you would prefer that small village near a city, but maybe not that city specifically? Cities in Italy uh, can be more chaotic, even if, in my opinion, they're nothing compared to the chaos of a major American city like Los Angeles or New York. Right. <laughs> but of course, more people are living in a larger city, uh, which could have like all of the amenities or, or stores that you need, but it may be difficult to drive with a car. You know, in Italy, people have difficulties parking the car in a major city because um, Italy is fairly small. Italian towns are not super large. In Italy, like spaces are smaller, so a lot of people can end up living in a town or city and maybe there's no parking for everybody. So actually, yeah, sorry to interrupt you. No, I'm just, you're bringing me back to when we were in Rome and we were driving around and around trying to find a parking place. And it was like a really quiet time, but it was impossible to find any place to leave the car. Yes. And also because there is a limited availability, normally the uh, local government um, makes you pay to park the car everywhere in a city. Whereas maybe in small towns that doesn't happen, so you can drive a car more freely and park it in front of your house. Actually, just another topic right there, just not only do you have to pay for the parking in the cities, which I guess is not too abnormal in some places, but they'll also restrict where you can drive. And you may even have to pay like a fee to drive in the ZTL. Like I, I remember when I was in Palermo, I was with someone, we had to first go to the a little kiosk to buy a ticket so that we could send the SMS and make the arrangement so that the car would be legal to drive in that city. And something that I haven't told you, I actually, so we filmed this uh, podcast in, in Rome while we went in Rome together a few weeks ago. And because we were being interviewed uh, by the Italian television. So when you and I went there, I we, we got this car, this small car. Right. And I got a ticket because, no. yes, because we were driving into a, it's called ZTL in Italy, which is a, a limited traffic zone and it's hard to see them sometimes and there's a sign that you don't see and it just went straight into it we, we didn't even realize if you're kidding me how much was the ticket it was about 80 euros i mean okay look it's not that bad but still like <laughs> that's <laughs> 80 euros that's unbelievable to have to pay that kind of i mean look i can understand from the perspective of somebody maybe who's living in one of these cities that it would be quite annoying like you're trying to get home at the end of the day and you're not able to drive to where you live because there's so many people who are there and especially if you're working somebody who's working in the center uh that okay maybe you have that ability to get there but if you don't need to be there um then that just bogs down the 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 the, the scope of traffic even more um, but wow, <laughs> I can't believe, I feel so horrible that you did that because <laughs> we were like both excited because actually the, the system was for something I had never seen before. I had heard about something resembling it, but it was like basically a car sharing application yes. where you just hop in this car, you get it unlocked and you just can 
right off into the sunset, literally. In Italy, it's very popular now. We have these applications that not, not only you can rent cars, but also, um, how do you call them? The, oh, the scooters. The scooters. Oh, yeah, and you see those all over the streets. Other than bikes and, and maybe Vespas now. Oh, yeah. Yes, and it's so easy because with the application, you can locate where they are and just uh, with, with your phone, you can open the car and you just drive and just leave the car somewhere else and somebody else takes it. So it's, it's amazing. Hey, actually, I think this is another interesting point. If we're talking about places to live, kind of bringing it back to that topic that we that we're starting out the video with is that in those larger cities, you will have some of those conveniences. But in a town like where I happen to live, uh, or where where you also happen to be currently, uh, because of your inability to get back to the states to your office. It's we don't have those here. We don't have those those rental bikes or I won't say the the let me rephrase it. We don't have those types of rental bikes and scooters. There are rental bikes here, but you do it on like an annual basis from this one agency in the city, an organization that's trying to uh, kind of get fewer people to be driving cars for for the world and to to save the planet so to speak um but we don't have those types of conveniences although we don't necessarily need them because at least here in rovigo for me personally i don't need a bike i don't need a scooter i don't need a car actually having a car would make life more annoying because to walk anywhere even if you live kind of on the edge of the city it's very walkable and i think actually if somebody is thinking about living in Italy, they do want to take that into consideration that parking a car can be very difficult in not only a big city, but even a small town, uh, just because some of these places weren't necessarily built up to be able to have traffic, car traffic, foot traffic, yes, horse traffic, maybe, cart traffic, maybe, but still we're talking about like a very limited number here. And something that, since we're talking about transportation, um, that maybe is very different uh, from other countries is the the train. In Italy, you can use the train to go pretty much anywhere. So if you live in even if a mid in a mid sized city, um, normally there is a train station, and f with the train you can go maybe to another major city and and use the um, faster train to go anywhere for example here from Rovigo you can easily go to Bologna yeah. and from there you can go with the high-speed train to Milan or Rome in three hours or even Naples in four and a half hours uh, in Italy potentially you could just travel all over the place without a car just with it with the train which is something that for example in America I know doesn't really happen yeah, no, you difficult. do need a car yeah it's much more difficult i mean if you're living in a city there's of course ubers and taxis and things but i my whole time living in italy i've had no need maybe a slight desire for a car just to maybe see some of those places that you can't reach by train those like smaller little villages but even if you want to get around like in more normal times like when we're not dealing with the the current pandemic uh, then you can even take a plane and get around europe like if i want to go from rovigo to bologna or rovigo to venezia venice uh, or even to verona 
I have three pretty good options for for airports. Actually, well, with Venice, we're talking about two airports just for that one city. So four options for airports that are not that far away that we're kind of centrally hubbed between. And you can get to literally anywhere on earth practically from these airports, especially from the Venice airport. It has a lot of international. The Bologna has amazing, uh, or actually I'd say, Venice has a lot of intercontinental connections, uh, at least the main one, Marco Polo. But then Bologna, you have a lot of European connections and national connections. Verona, also national connections. So even that's something that an individual may want to take into consider is how far are they not only from a city, but a city that has an airport and a good amount of the cities here in Italy do actually have an airport. Uh, but even if you're not in that city or necessarily so close to the city, you can have one of those airports that serves that city uh, available to you. For example, Bergamo, it's outside of uh, Milan, but they have their own separate airport. And it's technically one of the Milan airports. And you have three airports there. What is it? Malpensa, Linate, and Bergamo. And from each one of those different airports, you have different offers and they may be more or less convenient for you to get to. Um, But then I think also that's worth kind of taking into consideration uh, regarding crime. What types of crimes are you going to see? I think that might be worth getting into the safety aspect of choosing where in the country maybe might be worth looking at just on a safety consideration. But just maybe getting into that aspect of things I think could be interesting. Italy is a pretty safe country. Uh, there is this misconception that Italy is not a safe country. Mm-hmm. In the past, that was true, but now uh, Italy is it's, it's a very safe country. As a matter of fact, I would feel safe, maybe not in a major city, but in a smaller city or definitely in a small village to walk alone by myself at night. Yeah, yeah. And in other countries, it's, it's, it's not like that. You don't feel safe if you go around um, by yourself at night. And this also applies to major cities in the center. Of course, if you are in the suburbs of a major city, not all of them, but some of them, you may have to pay attention. But still, I want to say that it's nowhere near uh, the, the fear that you could have of going around by yourself maybe in the suburbs of or, or in the Los Angeles metropolitan area like or in the center of Los Angeles actually <laughs> I should say I mean even New York City like okay it's been cleaned up a lot it really is but I know I can say I personally felt a lot safer in Rome than I have in New York or London um a lot of major cities that I can say that I felt much safer in Rome even at night in the center alone or even actually when i was there like the first time with my cousin we were walking at two or three in the morning back to the 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 hotels that each we were each of the hotels where we were staying and i was like okay i felt a little sketched out because we're in a major city and it's night but there was really almost nothing to even consider there was one guy who came up to us and I was like starting to get a little bit worried about him, but it was just like, Hey man, how you doing? Like, what's good? I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> maybe we should give some official data because it seems like the crime rain crime rate in Italy is one tenth 
of the crime rate in America, which is uh-huh. not insignificant. Right. No, that's a very good point. Anyway, we've covered a lot of ground in this topic, and especially because we like to keep these episodes of the Italian Real Estate Podcast shorter than the Italian Citizenship Podcast, uh, that this might be a good place to round it out. And we should do a part two, maybe focusing a little bit more on cost of living and different places, how the the cost can affect that and what you might look at for somebody who is looking uh, to purchase some property here in Italy. But of course, if somebody is looking into that subject and wants to find their beautiful home here or investment property or whatever it may be, how can they get in contact with you? They can go on to our website, italianrealestatelawyers.com. And there they will find our email address, info at italianrealestatelawyers.com and a telephone number. They can send us an email or give us a call. Well, that sounds wonderful. Thank you so much, of course, to Marco Permunian, who has made himself available to talk a bit more about this. He is a wonderful human being and a very talented Italian lawyer. And of course, if you're interested in more topics about life in Italy, living in Italy as a dual citizen, life in Italy as an expat, you can come over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Rafael Di Furia, where I do talk a bit more about these subjects, very much like this in my videos. And of course, thank you so much for joining us on another Wednesday evening for an episode of the Italian Real Estate Podcast. And we look forward to seeing you all next time. Later. Thank you.